Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm going to start this one off a little uh, a little differently. I am so pit. You know, you know what grinds my gears more than anything in the world is when people park in handicapped parking spots and they don't have a handicapped sticker. You know, I won't say that it bothers me more than anything in the world, but it bothers me. It's bothering me right now. I drop my son off at daycare every day. The same lady in a BMW X7 SUV parks in the handicapped spot. She has no sticker. I've seen her run. I've seen her run her child because she was late from the handicapped parking spot into the building. That would not upset me if there were parents that were not actually handicapped. There is a parent that is handicapped, a a mother. I'm assuming that she's single because I've never seen a father, but I could be wrong. She is in, she had to to use a walker. She has, um, I believe what is called cerebral palsy where her legs are just basically like jello. I think, I think that's cerebral palsy. I may be wrong on that. Um, anyway, she, she struggles. Obviously she has two children. She has a, she has a small child and she has a, a daughter, probably, probably four or five. And she struggles, obviously. I mean, she she has this walker that she has to carry of a, a, a um a uh, a child on essentially, you know. I mean, I mean, a car seat on her walker, and then she has she has a a little girl that can obviously walk, so that probably not as much of a hassle. But but I I can't imagine being in that situation, right? Well, today I witnessed the lady go park in the handicapped parking spot, and then the lady that has issues with the walker drives by the handicapped spots and sees that there's not a spot open and she has to park across the parking lot and I witness her um struggling to get her children out and and in the building and I got instantly got angry I instantly you know um rage filled within me and I felt like I needed to do something about it so I've come to the determination that tomorrow I'm I'm I mean this is not just a normal daycare right I mean this is this is a very a very very good daycare it's the best one in the area that I live in and um, it also happens to be a church so not only is she doing this in uh, at a children's daycare where where there's actually you know I mean. It's pretty pretty well known. I mean, there's not a, not a ton of people that go here. I mean, it sh- this lady should pretty well know that there is handicapped parents out there that, that probably do need that handicapped spot. So, um, you know, it just it makes me fucking sick. If you're someone that does this, fuck you. You know, go fuck yourself because there is some there is people out there that legitimately need handicapped parking spots. You know, you're not the only selfish motherfucker in the world that that deserves that spot because you drive a BMW. I've I've had I've had a B, several BMWs that I've purchased for my wife. They're they're shit cars. They're not that great. <laughs> they're uh, the worst experience I've ever had in my life is with a BMW. So your shit doesn't stink because you drive a BMW. It just makes you a shitty person, I guess. But um, you know, I I, I felt like confronting the lady face to face, but but um, you know. I don't feel like that would do any good because there's there's children around. Like I said, I'm I'm a hothead at nature by nature, so I just try to avoid conflict altogether and and just stay out of it. But I just had to get that off my chest because that's I that's just wearing me 
absolutely thin this morning. But um, uh, so moving on to sports, I, this morning I woke up at which uncharacteristically I woke up at about three o'clock in the morning, and I had gotten a text from my brother saying that Garrett Cole had signed with the New York Yankees. Oh my god, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't go back to sleep. I was just. I woke my wife up, which in turn woke my son up, and then it was, um, it I the feeling was was amazing. I I haven't I haven't felt that way probably ever about a Yankee signing because when when CC signed, I, I guess you could say CC was the last big signing, even though they that was right around the time Tech signed and and AJ Burnett, so it was just bam, 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 but. Um, I I mean it was kind of common knowledge that that CC Tex and Burnett were probably going to be Yankees, so I don't think it was as much like oh my God look at this. But I started to doubt whether Cole was going to sign with the Yankees or not, just because of of Anaheim's history of going after and and just being frivolous as hell with money. Now, I knew that, I mean, obviously they just locked up Trout to a really big deal. So they don't have as much money to spend, I would assume, you know, with the luxury tax and everything. They just, they, you don't want to get too much over that motherfucker. Cause I know that, I know that the more you go over, the more you have to pay. So I just assume that, that, you know, I, I, I never counted them out. But then I guess the Dodgers were the were the next serious team about actually signing Cole, and those motherfuckers are over the luxury tax too. So I I don't understand how they're, you know, they're going after Rendon, which obviously Rendon's not signing back with Washington. So I'm assuming that the Nash, that the Dodgers are the favorites to to sign him, especially now that Cole's off the table. Um, probably Bumgarner. I mean, how can the Dodgers just afford to just keep paying all these guys, man? It blows my mind. Uh, the, the Dodgers are what the Yankees used to be, except there's a luxury tax now. So, I mean, they're just, they're just fucking throwing money at whoever they can to help them win. And, and they're really not giving a fuck about the luxury tax, but I know their ownership has, has quite a bit of money, but, um, I mean, they're not, let's face it. They're not the New York Yankees. They're, they're just the LA Dodgers and that's it. And then that's not really a big deal when you're a Yankees fan or, or, or if you're a Yankee or, or involved in the front office of the Yankees, I mean, the Los Angeles Dodgers are not a big deal. They're just somebody that blindly spends money like you used to, and and um, and you, that that ship will crash eventually. Uh, but I would assume they're the favorites to sign Rendon and and Bumgarner or or one or the other. I, I just watching the. Bumgartner's career from afar, and not really from afar, because I I always if if the Giants were playing, I always made it a point to turn it on and see if he was pitching, because I really enjoy his just the way he handles himself, and I wish there was a way to make Bumgartner a Yankee because you have I'm I wish there was a way to make him a Yankee, but not because, uh, but Garrett Cole signed for three hundred twenty four million dollars over nine years. That's 30, 35, 36 million dollars a year. So I don't know if there's room on the. I mean, you got to you got to assume that Gardner is going to give you a discount because I think he's the next signing. You got to assume that you're going to be able to get down on a one year deal and convince him that, hey, you know, you're coming off a lot of injuries. Nobody really knows what you're going to be. Uh, 
So let us just give you a one-year deal, and then we'll take it from there and see how everything plays out. Poor Dylan Batances, right? Because this guy has worked his ass off to reinvent his entire career. Um, Batances was one of the B's coming up in the Yankees farm system. He was he was uh they they had the three B's. I I, I think it was three. Yeah, it was three the three B's. And um, none of them panned out except for Dellen. And Dellen had to completely reinvent his career to do that. And Dellen's never going to get a big payday. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that he's he's on the he's on the back nine of his career for sure. Um, coming off an Achilles is not easy. Plus, not just the Achilles. He's he's just he's coming off injuries to his arm. So. Uh, I don't know what you pay Dellen, but I'm assuming you could probably get him on a one-year deal for fairly cheap. But I just don't see room for Bumgarner in there with with what with what it's reported that he's asking for. Uh, and and is there room in the rotation for him? Because do would you would you want to put Bumgarner over Tanaka? I mean, maybe, but I mean Tanaka's kind of a big-time postseason pitcher too. Just like just like Bumgarner is, we've just never get, given him a shot in the World Series. Uh, do you put him over Paxton? No, not in my opinion. Paxton was lights out in the postseason. Why would you do that? Uh, obviously, you don't put him over Cole or Severino. So is he your is he your fifth starter? I mean, I don't know. He could it could go Cole, Severino, Paxton, Bumgarner, but. It's just a tough sell on me to me. I I don't think that you it would be it would be way nice and I would I would certainly welcome something like that, but I it's a tough sell to me. I, I don't see it happening and um you know I'm just I'm just really excited about the Cole sign, signing. Um my wife went to a Christmas party last night and she and she won a bottle of rose. So I've just been looking at that bottle like Man, I'm gonna pop that motherfucker, and I'm I'm gonna celebrate at eight o'clock in the morning because I'm I'm just ecstatic. Uh, the 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 headline on the on the on the best on the on the New York Post headline for the in New York uh, reads Cole Hard Cash. You know, one of their puns. Yankees shell out record three hundred twenty four million on Garrett Cole, and then it's got a picture of Cole in a Yankees uniform, kind of pumping his fist. Uh, I love it. I. I I'm just soaking all this in right now. ESPN, I, 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 like I said, I woke up early this morning about 3 o'clock, could not sleep, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym early today. Normally I go when I drop my son off at school at about 8 o'clock. Um, and then I walk in the gym, and it's just, I flip it on Sports Center. I'm doing my cardio, and it's just cold. It's all cold, and uh, obviously Texas Tech beating Louisville, so beating number one Louisville. So I'm just sitting there. I'm in, I'm in I'm in seventh heaven. I you know I blow through my my hour of cardio like it's like it's ten minutes because I'm just so I just my head. Anytime I'm really excited and I go to the gym, my head just just drifts and I and I can just I can just knock out cardio. It doesn't matter. I'll probably go to the gym again today. At the end of the day, I'll probably do a two a day because I'm just so ecstatic that I know that hey I need to. I need to push my body as hard as I can, especially when my mind is is somewhere else because it, it just it, my mind floats while I'm at the gym and I can just work out like a madman and it doesn't even it doesn't feels like ten minutes hour feels like ten minutes because 
rarely do do things go right for me, period, in life. But, um, and I'm not trying to be a complainer here, but especially in sports. So, you know, last year was amazing, but, but I, there was always that feeling all throughout the regular season as a Yankees fan that they just probably don't have the pitching to make it through a long postseason run. It turns out that they didn't. And so, but you always have that in the back of your head, even though they won 100 games. That's, that's, that's the same story two years in a row. Pitching killed us. Um, so, I don't think that's going to be a problem anymore. That's awesome. Um, even as a Texas Tech fan, last year, uh, everybody out, outside of the bubble of West Texas and, and the Texas Tech, uh, you know, People inside the bubble, looking out, knew that this was that was probably going to happen. People outside looking in, they they didn't they would never have thought that Texas Tech basketball would have been in a position to go to the national championship. So, Tech fans kind of expected it. It was a disappointment when they didn't win the national championship because Chris Beard came here and told us he would take this team to a national championship. They would win a national championship. And so it was kind of a disappointment that it didn't happen for us. I'll never look at it as, oh, hey, um, at least we made it. And, and, you know, I I never look at it like that. Because if you play the game, you have a chance to win. If you're in the national championship, then you belong there. Nobody can take that away from you. But if you play the game, you have just an equal chance to win as that other team. Virginia did nothing extra. They didn't have anybody better than us. None of those guys were better than us. The better team did not win. It was a blown call on a ball that they said was off of of, um, Davide Moretti, and it was a blown call. It's a bad call. So that's that. that. But going into this season, obviously there was high expectations, even though they only returned, I think, three guys and and one starter. there was still high expectations because the recruiting class was awesome, probably due to the fact they went to a national championship. And and that's a testament to Chris Beard as, as a head coach. But, um, you know, and then they lose three in a row, but beating number one Louisville, it kind of feels like redemption. It kind of feels like the team's on the right track. And going out and beating Louisville, not just on a buzzer beater at the last second, but convincingly, 70 to 50-something, I believe. So it was a convincing win. And um, I couldn't be happier to be a Yankees fan and a Texas Tech fan, basketball fan. Now that football season's confirmed over for the for the Red Raiders, um, everything seemed to lining up and just and just going perfectly. The off season's going perfect. Let's see, let's see what we can do.